Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Scott Stabile said, In acceptance, I am grounded. In vulnerability, I am strong. In love, I am whole. This is episode 43 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Rachel Jean Major. Growing up, she always found it difficult to make friends. She was always changing something about herself just to fit in. Trusting people became very difficult because as she started to trust them, the relationship would come to an end. Then at 29, she would end a toxic relationship and move back home with mom and dad. As hard as it was, this would be the catalyst to start her journey of self-discovery and growth. Now she's using her passion for art to build her brand, Rachel Jean Design, that promotes self-love, doing her part to end the stigma around mental health and body confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Rachel Jean Major. Hey, Rachel, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. You were introduced to me by my wife, Ashley. Uh, you guys met at the Rose Retreat uh, earlier this year, uh, or was it last year? No, it was this year. It was this year. 2020 has just been like, <laughs> it's just been going and it's hard to really remember what's 2020, what's 2019. But anyways, nonetheless, I appreciate you taking the time today to come on and, and share your story with us. Thank you very much for having me. So the first question that I ask every guest to get started is what is your definition of vulnerability? To me, vulnerability is opening up and sharing a story in a safe place um, in a way that helps reduce the shame around that story and make connections around that story. Find other people who maybe have walked a similar path and you can make them feel a little less alone in life by sharing those, those common experiences together. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I still and I know I say it probably every interview, but I, I love the individuality of everybody's definition. Because at the end of the day, there's there is a definition for vulnerability. But I like the fact that we each have our own sort of idea of what it is. And, and one thing that I'm seeing continuously, though, is that we also we're all starting to see it as this thing that can make us all more relatable, which is awesome, because I think that's sort of the point of what I'm trying to do here is make people realize like, you're not alone you know other people have been through that struggle and on top of that here's a way that they maybe you know that they work through it and maybe it can help you so i really appreciate what you had to say there thank so, you yeah, I appreciate that. looking back and, and go back as far as you want totally up to you but what would you say would be your earliest memory of facing some sort of vulnerability or struggle in your own life i've had a lot of struggles I would say even going back into elementary school as far as really connecting with friends and trusting friends and facing a fear of rejection if I open up and be honest about who I am and what matters to me and my opinions on things. I always felt this need to be the most likable and agreeable person in the room. Um, so it devastated me anytime somebody didn't like what I said or didn't agree with what I said. Um, and so learning how to come into my own has been a lifelong, a lifelong journey and something I think in my, my 30s, I finally started to get a hold of. 
Um, but yeah, looking all the way back through childhood, it's been a struggle for me with, with relationships and learning how to be myself and allow people to see who I am and what matters to me and stay strong in that. I, I can I can relate and I'm sure many of the listeners will be able to relate you know and uh, all the way up through to high school I can remember just sort of changing who I was the music that I listened to the style that I dressed in whatever it was to try and fit in with a certain group of people and it wasn't until I hit college where I started to come into my own and and I can relate as well I mean it took me until like a couple of years ago where I finally figured out who I actually am there's still parts of me that were tying my identity to, to other things so I could completely relate. Uh, so what would you say helped you sort of get through that? I mean, I can only, you said, you know, that coming into your thirties now is when you're sort of finding it, but through all that time through school and everything, what, what helped you sort of get through it? What helped you overcome it? I think for a really long time, I was blind to my own patterns in my own life. And at about 29, I decided to really take a good hard look at the friendships that I've chosen, the relationships that I had gotten into, how I had changed and morphed myself. And, and I would put my own values and priorities aside um, and act maybe in ways that weren't necessarily in line with who I wanted to be and who I felt my best self was. Um, and so I actually ended up uh, doing about six months of a uh, DBT therapy program. So DBT is dialectical behavioral therapy, and it really focuses on skill building um, around emotional distress tolerance, communication, interpersonal relationships. And through that program, I was really, really able to identify A, what my values are, and B, what actions that I needed to have a life that lived in line with those values. And I started really auditing my inner circle, who my friendships were with, and started building a life that was more in line with those values. And in doing that, you know, I've realized that by opening up, being vulnerable, being honest with who I am and what matters to me, I'm building deeper, more meaningful, stronger, lifelong friendships at a level I've never, ever had before in my life. So... I mean, what, 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 I think you touched on it there, but what strength would you say that it, it sort of, you discovered from doing that? I mean, six months of going through something like that, it seems like that would have been, uh, I mean, for me, at least I haven't gone through any type of therapy, but I can only imagine that that would have been pretty intense. <laughs> I mean, you know, Very six months. <laughs> yeah, so what, it, I think to answer your question, it involved a lot of um, looking inside of myself and and realizing that maybe some actions or mistakes that I've made in the past don't define who I am and my self-worth, that I'm still worthy, that those emotions and those feelings had a place and a time, and I was doing my best at that time with the tools I had. So I've learned how to forgive myself and kind of fall in love with myself again. And that's really been i think the biggest turning point for me is learning how to see the value that is in myself and has always been in myself and realize that i just need to learn how to unlock that and i didn't have the tools before and i have them now um so i'm very grateful for that experience and being able to go through that journey of looking inward at myself and realizing that yeah my mistakes don't define me um, mental health doesn't define me that i'm still worthy and I want to help make other people who have 
experienced mental health struggles, maybe have behaved or acted in a way that they're not proud of, realize that that doesn't define them, that they can move forward from this moment and still be the best version of themselves. It sounds to me, and not to, to, to minimize it at all, but it sounds to me like if I was to put into to where the strength that you discovered was confidence. That's what it sounds like to me, because it sounds like for that in the past that you had a harder time with that, but now you've sort of found your confidence. You've stepped into it, and now you're using it to help sort of to move forward with anything else in your life. Absolutely. That's a really good way of summarizing it. <laughs> I try. <laughs> and hopefully I get it right. And if not, I, I you know, please feel free to correct me. Um, so, you know, getting back to sort of, the, you know, that that time, you know, growing, growing up in the relationships that that maybe didn't go the way that you planned the friendships and everything. What sort of toll would you say that that took on you if you were to sort of, you know, just look back and reflect on it? Um, I think for a very long time, it made me incredibly insecure to um, feeling safe in friendships or feeling like I could really open up and be myself in those friendships. And so for a very long time, I had a habit of choosing one friend and I would get very intensely involved in that one friend. And then eventually the intensity of that relationship would create some sort of a, a, a tension point and drama and there'd be a fight and we wouldn't be friends anymore. And so then I'd go through a mourning period and then I'd find a new one person that I'd kind of connect with and we'd build that same intense friendship. Um, so I didn't have, I've never had a good circle of friends. I didn't, I didn't trust really having acquaintances in my life. I, I didn't really have anybody outside of that one person that I would sort of only build my trust around. And then inevitably, um, the relationship would self-destruct and they would leave me, which sort of self-fulfilled the prophecy that um, all friends were going to leave and I would never be able to maintain friendships in my life. So I sort of created this pattern in my, in my own life. Um, and that was, that was a bit traumatic for me. And I, I still have to be careful in friendships, not to jump in too hard too fast and to um, allow them the, the space and the room that they need to grow in a healthy way and be confident enough in myself that I bring enough value to the friendship that I don't need to make it very intense and, and, and create that, that intense intimacy with one person that we can allow those to grow and, and trust that um, moving forward, I will build a great beautiful community and I've already started to do that in my life so it's been it's been a great transition uh, it's it's uh it's funny like not funny but it's it's interesting to me because like I look back at my own life as you're you're talking about this and I've never had very good friendships for most of my life most of my life people have just come in and out come in and out come in and out and it wasn't until I reached sort of my 30s or, or close to it that I started to find the people that I connected with most and now that are some of my closest and, and best friends. And so I just, I, I don't know, I don't know how to sort of relate the two, but it just seems interesting to me that, you know, maybe, I, I don't, I don't know if maybe I struggle with sort of the same thing because there were times in my life where I did feel like, you know, this person was really close with me. And then all of a sudden, and one thing, you know, as I'm, I'm reflecting right now on the spot, I'm thinking back when I was in like elementary school, I had this core group of friends up until about grade five, and then all of them just sort of disappeared. And I don't know if that was like a trauma that I didn't 
deal with. And that's why for years after that, I just didn't really trust people enough to bring them close enough to me. Um, but I, but again, I also think that, you know, when you, when you find these relationships later on in life, there's also, um, I, I think you just know more about what you want out of a friendship and you know more about maybe who you are. And that's why you're able to build those better friendships later on in life, because you're, you're thinking of it more as an adult rather than when you're in school and it's, you know, I'm friends with this person because we share the same interest in a TV show or in something else or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I just, it just made me reflect on my own life. And I think that, you know, it's, it, it's really good that now you, you sort of know, like, you, you know where these boundaries are and you know how to create these better relationships. But it just seems interesting to me when I think back on my own life that I think some it's something we all sort of struggle with, if that makes sense, at a younger age, in different ways, obviously. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know, it's sort of a <laughs> tangent there, but I just it just made me think about sort of my own experience. I think friendships are very, can be very highly emotional and we don't necessarily give enough weight to maybe some of the trauma of losing friendships. We, we can put a lot of understanding into losing um, like a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a significant other in that way. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think friendships can also be challenging and emotional. And, and when you lose a friend, it can be a very traumatic experience, especially at a young age when you maybe don't really understand why that friendship fell apart or what you did wrong. Um, and you internalize that and, and you blame that on yourself and you carry around with you, you know, there must be something wrong with me because this person doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And yeah, if you don't, if you don't work through that in a healthy way, I think you can carry that into adulthood, which is definitely something that I, I did. I, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm wondering about myself as well. And it just, again, it, it sort of ties back to that original point when, when we started speaking about friendships and I made that point of like, um, you know, changing things that I was interested in. I remember when I was younger, the the person I was closest with was from Montreal. He loved the Montreal Canadiens. I wasn't even that much of a hockey fan, but I suddenly became a Montreal Canadiens fan. And then, like I said, through high school, it was changing the way I dressed or the music that I listened to to fit in with people. And it, it it's it's sort of, you know, again, as I'm thinking about it, reflecting on it, it amazes me how much we're willing to sort of shift who we are to 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 fit in with somebody or to to, to make us... I don't know, feel more connected with that person when at the end of the day, how can we truly be connected with the person if we're not even being ourselves? <laughs> it, it, it goes to me. I, I, I talk a lot in, in my life and in my art about sort of that need to feel accepted. And I think that's a big driving factor in, in humanity. And, but when we, when we let that drive our lives too much, when we change ourselves too much, it definitely leaves us feeling sort of empty and unfulfilled. And it's not not a good feeling to have in in life no definitely not I, i've i've <laughs> felt pretty unfulfilled for the most part up until the last couple of years and so i can relate with that too and and i think that a lot of us don't realize how much that affects other parts of our life like i was a pretty miserable human being for the first 31 years because i just tied my identity and everything to whether it be my career or the the I guess, goals that I had in my career, you know, like I say on, on other episodes and, and in conversations that I have with people that for years, I was Brian the salesman and that's all I was ever going to be. And, and I tied so much of my identity and who I was to that, that I didn't allow myself to figure out other parts of me and, and what I actually wanted. It was like, you know, starting this podcast, 
I wouldn't even thought about doing this three, four, five years ago. <laughs> it wouldn't have even been like a thought in my head. And now that I've sort of come into my own and let myself sort of figure that out and look for more fulfillment in my life, things like this are presenting themselves. That's amazing. And and I feel like it, in, in some ways, I you know, I've seen a little bit of, of what you do, but I feel like that's sort of what happened with you as well. Like you you sort of decided that instead of, you know, following the normal career path that most of us follow or what society tells us, you, you finally realized, you know, maybe I need to get back into art and maybe this is the reason that I'm not feeling as fulfilled. And I, I don't know, like, I, this is just something I'm sort of picking up from what I read, what you sent over and what I see in, in your, through your Instagram and everything. Yeah. And I would even say in my art, um, for when I first started, I started drawing mandalas and then I started drawing flowers and then I started drawing dogs and I was really struggling to figure out what message I wanted to bring with my art because I wanted it to be more than just recreating pictures of people's dogs I wanted it to be something that people could get excited about and get passionate about um, and so I really sat with myself and and looked at my past my journey and really at the end of the day each one of those messages through that I present through my art are messages that I need to hear in my life they're things that I need to be reminded of to continue building myself up and feeling confident and the the joy and enlightenment and power and empowerment and other women that that's brought into my life and the community I just feel this need in my soul to share that with other women and bring that same confidence and joy and self-love that has brought joy into my life into other women's lives and so that's where I've really now found where you know there's something that I'm I'm good at has combined it with something that I'm so passionate about through my own walks of life, through my own, you know, insecurities and experiences and mental health struggles. I just want to let other women know that there's a light out there, that there's other women out there who have walked the same path, who feel the same insecurities and that they can work through that and, and feel better on the other side. Yeah, I, that's a, a, a very important message, I think, because I think a lot of us, we, we sort of put the things that we enjoy to the side, we, we brush them off. And we again, we just focus so much on our careers and, and what we think is important, you know, making money, paying our bills, that, that all the things that we enjoy just sort of get swept under the rug. And then when we, when we start doing them again, and that's at least what I experienced, you know, when, when I started writing again a couple of years ago, and I brought back in this activity that I just did for the pure joy of it, 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 it brings up a lot of other things uh, that, that you've forgotten about, in my opinion. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, I think more of us need to find things that we just do for pure enjoyment, because I think that's what leads us to the things that are more important in life, which is, I think, what you were saying there, in, in a sense, is that when you started doing this thing that you enjoy again, you, you realize you could help other people feel that joy as well. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's really nice to I get a few messages now and then from people reaching out and saying that my art messages really help them through a hard time and that really means the world to me when I'm able to do that no I <laughs> I've gotten a few messages uh in regards to this podcast so I know exactly what you're talking about when you when you get that I, I've said before that you know my my goal with this podcast is to impact one listener per episode and when you actually see that happen it's a pretty fulfilling feeling like it just gives you that like warm fuzzy feeling Cause you're like, wow, like something I did actually did impact somebody else. Cause I mean, as at the end of the day, you know, you could have thousands of people that you're impacting, but until that one person reaches out and says something, that's when you actually 
you feel it. So I, I definitely know what you're talking about there. One, one thing I wanted to, to sort of touch on that you mentioned in, in the information that you sent over before the episode, um, you, you sort of talked about when you, when you hit 29, having to sort of, you know, move back home and all that kind of stuff. I think that's something that a lot of us might, um, might look at in like a, Oh, I failed sort of way or something like that. Like, what was that experience like? And, and what did you, what did it allow for you rather than maybe looking at it as, you know, I wish this didn't happen. What did it allow for you to sort of discover or do that you might not have been able to do had you not taken those steps? Absolutely. So that was really when I mentioned going into the six month therapy program, that was twice a week. I was once a week of, um, uh, one-on-one sessions and once a week of group sessions, which focused on skill building, that the the living in my parents' basement was really the driving factor to take that time for myself to work on myself. I um, Instead of looking at it as a failure, I looked at it as an opportunity to really turn my life around and make some positive changes. I took full responsibility for the situation that I was in. I was living in my parents' basement. I had just broken up with a boyfriend in a way that um, pissed off all his friends. So I lost a group of friends and a relationship. I moved out of my apartment. And right before all of that happened, I had just lost my job. So it was about as as low as life could have gotten. Um, But losing all my friends made me realize I didn't have quality friends in the first place. And that's where I really wanted to learn the skills that I would need to build real lasting friendships versus very um, convenient surface friendships, um, where instead of, you know, the, the one intense relationship at that point in my life was my partner. So I was spending all my time with them and their friends and building my whole life around that one person. Um, and so when it all came crashing down, I decided I needed to learn how to stand on my own two feet and build my own life for myself that I could, I could be proud of. Um, and so I committed to the therapy program and six months of, you know, not getting in a relationship and really focusing on myself. And through that process, I was able to, um, figure out what my values were and sort of say, okay, when I acted in this way with these people by, you know, partying every weekend and not chasing my dreams on the weekend or, or building a better life on the weekend, that's not in line with my values and who I am. And I'm not, I'm not feeling good about that, those, those weekends and how I spent them. So how am I going to spend my future weekends so that I feel good about them? And I started doing that work and, and building that out and getting back into my art and getting back into my mental health and, and loving myself. And yeah, so I, I looked at it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a low point of my life for sure. But it definitely, I needed that wake up call in that moment to make the changes that needed to be made so that I could have a better life. No, I, it, it amazes me when these sort of stories come up. And I mean, the whole story so far has been obviously incredible and, and relatable. But it, what amazes me is when these sort of stories come up and you can look at sort of the catalyst, like the things that drove you to get to this point. And, and again, it brings me to it brings me a lot of excitement, I guess is the word for it when when these things when these sort of stories come up, because again, it's the point of this podcast, it's to teach people that 
these low points rather than looking at them at low, as low points. And obviously, you know, I'm sure at first when you had to move into your parents' basement, it wasn't like the highlight of your life and you didn't immediately go, okay, this is my opportunity. This is my chance to, to change. I spent a week crying on the couch, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> so, so there you go. So that's what I mean. Like it wasn't initial, but what, what I think people need to realize is that it's, there is lessons and there is things that we can learn and there is, you know, there's an opportunity here, right? It's, it's, it's rather than, you know, like you said, you spend a week crying on the sofa. I mean, some people might spend months or, you know, however long doing that same thing. And rather than doing that, it's, it's about finding, you know, the, again, that lesson, that thing that you can learn about yourself from, from getting into these points in your life, from getting into these low points. It's that, again, it's finding the, the, the lessons in the vulnerability. It's, finding the success and the struggle, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, I just, again, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, I just get really excited when these sort of stories come up because I think that a lot of people that may have been at the same point or a similar point in their life, just look at it as like that part of my life sucked when you could actually look at it as like, that was the reason that my life is better now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I've, I also think it's important for people to know that the first time they try to get better or get help or make those improvements might not be the time that they're successful. I've had a few of these, you know, low points in my life where I went, okay, I should try to get help. I want to, I want to get better. I want to live a better life. And, you know, I've made a few steps forward and then taken some steps backwards again and, and, you know, um, had to reevaluate and, and reassess and keep moving forward. So it's never, it's never a linear path, but you just need to know that it's important to keep going forward because if you keep trying and keep working on it, it, it is worth it in the end. No. Not that there is an end. It's an ever, ever going journey really <laughs> at the end of the day, but um, every day is, is a little brighter and I, yeah. No, I, I, again, again, another key point is, is to keep moving forward. Like, I, I, I think a lot of us, like I said, we, we, when I spoke about it earlier, even myself with the whole, you know, getting stuck as Brian, the salesman, we, we, we get so comfortable and we get so stuck in, in where in our patterns and in our lives that we don't think about moving forward. We just think this is it. And I'm just going to live my life like this for however long my life's going to last. And, and we don't get to, to sort of enjoy it as much as we should. And, and again, I think it's key, like what you're saying is that, you know, rather than getting stuck there over and over again, move forward, even if it's just a little bit. And if you do fall back, that's okay. Get up again and move forward again. Because, you know, the way I put it, and, and I've said this before is, and I don't know who, the, who said this or where the saying came from, but there's no such thing as failing, only learning. And, and I really believe that because at any point that I've failed over the last few years, especially, I've learned a ton from it rather than just getting stuck and being like, I suck and my life is going nowhere. I've learned to sort of use that to sort of move forward. So again, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying about, you know, keep moving forward, just keep taking those steps, whether it's one step or 10 steps, keep moving forward. Yeah. And be gentle with yourself in the process because it's, it's hard work. Like change is uncomfortable, whether it's change brought on by a situation that you're forced into like I was, or whether it's change that you choose to take on your life by, you know, doing that work and looking inward and, and forcing yourself to make changes. It's uncomfortable, but it's worth it. Just keep moving forward. 
No, definitely. And I think that another thing you brought up there is that you were forced into it. I think sometimes that's the better way. I mean, when I, (laughs) when I got let go from my job a few years ago, I was obviously forced. I couldn't, wasn't like I could say to my boss, well, please let me have my job back. It was like, you're done. I went out to my car. I cried. I called my wife and I said, you know, I lost my job. Life's over. It sucks, whatever. And, and, you know, you, you, you definitely, I was forced into a point of like, what's next right and thankfully I had the person in my wife who said to me like we'll figure it out and and gave me the opportunity to sort of look at myself and who I was and what I wanted and that's what got me here now but I I, like I said I think getting forced into that you know when it initially happened it sucked and and I definitely didn't look at it as a great thing but a few months later I was I was starting to shift to the mindset of it's like a blessing in disguise that saying that people use um so i think that sometimes being forced into it is the better way and again that's my opinion absolutely no i completely agree so if you were to look at everything that sort of you've gone through um from your from your younger days in elementary to up until where you sort of reached this point in your life where you realized you had to make the changes how would you say that everything that's happened over your life has helped you get to where you're at right now with what you're doing um, you know, in your career, with your, with your art, with everything, how did it all sort of culminate to get you there? So I've always been really fascinated in mental health because of my own mental health struggles, my own struggles with friendships and relationships and, and navigating the world. So I did my undergraduate degree in psychology. Um, so that's, that's always been something that I'm, I'm really passionate about and, and interested in. Um, so that kind of drove an underlying knowledge of um, mental health issues and disorders and struggles and what people face and what everybody goes through and how, and so it's always just mental health and, and helping people through those hard times has just become a passion of mine, I think, out of my own struggles and my own experiences with, with my own mental health. Um, and so I bring that really all together in my art. I don't think I'd, I'd have the art or the passion for it or the messaging behind it if it wasn't for everything that I've, I've gone through and all my experiences. And I mean, looking back at my life, I, I wouldn't change a thing because it all brought me to who I am today. And I'm very compassionate to other people's stories and struggles. And I want to help other women find their voices as well so that they can learn that their stories you know, aren't something to be, to be ashamed of and that they can find that community by, through sharing their story. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything in the past because then it wouldn't make me who I am today. No, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I know, and, and not to get into it, but I know that when we first talked about you coming on this podcast, you were sort of, you know, worried, nervous, whatever you want to look at it. But honest to God, everything that you've said today um, couldn't fit more with the, the theme of what I'm trying to do here. And and I, you know, I just think that you have really had nothing to worry about at the end of the day, because you've, you've sort of continued throughout this, this podcast to show these really... Um, relatable and simple ways to sort of do things and not I guess simple maybe not be the right word but it's just you're you're making it so that I think a lot of people that are listening to this when when the episode comes out are going to be able to say I've gone through something similar to that and I think it's going to help a lot of people because even just me right now as you're talking about a lot of this stuff it's making me reflect and these are the episodes that I enjoy the most because it's it's real it's raw and it's it just again it's relatable so I, I i just thanks for you know putting it uh, putting it out there and putting it the way that you have i, I do appreciate it so well, thank you i appreciate that 
Would you say that at this point in your life that you found success and fulfillment or would you say that you're still on your journey towards it? I don't think the journey ever ends. <laughs> um, so I think I'm, I'm still on it. I think I'm still searching for it. Um, I think that there's still challenges in my life ahead that are going, I'm going to learn a lot about myself through. Um, you know, one of them is, is questioning. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have kids. So, you know, that's a new, that's going to be a new journey for me. If that ends up being part of my, my journey, it's an unknown right now, but if it, if it does become part of my journey, I'm going to have to learn and grow a lot through that experience as well. Um, we're currently in the middle of a basically pandemic of sorts. And I think that we're learning and growing a lot and learning a lot about ourselves through this as well. I know personally, I've been incredibly anxious and had to remind myself some of my skills for, for calming those anxieties and, and being okay with the uncertainty that we're in. Um, so yeah, I think this journey never ends. I think I'm always going to be learning and growing and, and trying to, to help others learn and grow as well. No, awesome. And I like how everybody again has these the this the the individuality of everybody's answer to that question because a lot of people, you know, look at success differently and they look at fulfillment differently. And and I just again it's one of those questions where some people I find like get caught up on it, but I'm glad that you sort of had that the the ability to know that it's it's that journey that's gonna continue and that you sort of have to redefine it as time goes on because again I think at some points in our life we look at success as and I did this uh, as, you know, uh, the type of car that I drive, the the size of my house, the, the amount of money that I make and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's a journey that's going to continue to to go on and continue to change. And I think we have to change with it. And we have to also look at how we define these things and constantly make sure that we're defining them and not letting society necessarily define them. Absolutely. 100%. So down to the last couple of things here. The last question that I that I like to ask people is essentially, um, you know, if people were to listen back to this, like I said, this has been a, a very relatable episode, an episode that I think a lot of people can learn from and take things away from. But if you could give people three key takeaways from your journey, three things that have helped you, you know, get to where you're at right now and, and that you think could help others sort of deal with their own struggles and their own vulnerabilities, what would you say those three key takeaways would be? So when I was in university, um, there's a quote a therapist that the time gave me that I have carried with me forever. And that is, um, you might be the juiciest, most delicious peach in the world, and there's still going to be people who just don't like peaches. Um, so I think with that, stay true to yourself and know that, um, you know, you're, you're not going to be for everybody and that is completely okay. And it's more important to be true to who you are and the message that you want to put out in the world um, than, than being the most likable person. So that would be my, my one big takeaway. Um, my other is, is find a passion, find something that you can pour yourself into that brings you joy, um, whether that be getting outside or drawing or some, some creative outlet, but, but find something that brings you joy and that you can sort of lose yourself in. And my third one um, would be that therapy is for everybody. Um, you don't necessarily need a, a diagnosis to go to therapy. You can learn a lot um, and build a lot of great skills um, that will help you on your journey towards loving yourself and living your best life. 
That's a solid three. The first one I, I absolutely loved because I like that saying and it it definitely makes sense in terms of, you know, just not worrying about what everybody thinks. And I think we all get caught in that. We all do that. And yeah, like you said, everybody's not going to like peaches. So rather than trying to be like everybody, <laughs> be yourself. And, and I couldn't agree more with that. And the last one I think was really important too, because I've said before when other people have talked about going to therapy and, and the, the way that it improved their life and stuff, I've nef- never thought I needed it. Um, but I'm definitely giving it more thought because the perspective you're putting it in is one that just sort of takes that, I don't know if it's shame or what the word I'm looking for is, but I think a lot of people look at it as like, if I go to therapy, there's something wrong with me. And like you said, you don't need a diagnosis. And so I think that's a great perspective to give to people. And I hope that when people hear that, they might think maybe I should look into it as well. Absolutely. I spent a lot of years thinking that, you know, maybe I wasn't sick enough for therapy or yeah, if I went to therapy, then it meant there was something really wrong with me. Um, but it's, it's helped me build a lot of skills that I use every single day in my life. And I don't think I'd be where I am without it. Awesome. So the last thing I like to do, um, for all my guests is just give them an opportunity to promote themselves, promote whatever they're up to, let people know where to find them. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead. The floor is yours. Awesome. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, my art that we've talked a little bit about, um, is Rachel Jean design. So I'm online Instagram at Rachel R A C H E L and Jean is J E A N design. Um, and through there, there's links to my website and a pop sugar article that uh, talks a little bit about my art and why I, I do what I do. Um, and if you're interested in either a commission or a print, just send me a message. Awesome. Short and sweet. <laughs> um, and I'll definitely make sure to, to put your, uh, your, your Instagram in the show notes, your website in the show notes. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I know that the, the friendship that you've had with my wife, although short, it's been impactful. And, and hopefully through this podcast, some more people will come your way and, and you can use that story like you're trying to do and, and use your experiences to help them. Because like I said, I think this episode is going to do that on its own just because it is so relatable and, and, um, you know, like I said, the, the things my wife's had to say about you, I, I was more than happy to have you on. And I'm glad that, you know, I think you said this is your first podcast and I'm glad that you made this your first and, and that you shared so openly. It, it still, like I said, amazes me that people are able to do this with me, somebody that they may not know because <laughs> some people that I have on, I've known them for a few years and some people like yourself, I, this is pretty much the first time I'm meeting you. Um, and so I, I really do appreciate the fact that you were willing to be so open, that you were willing to come on here and share the way that you did so thank you so much for coming on and and yeah and i look forward to following you and and continuing to get to know you thank you i really really appreciate the opportunity to uh to come on here and have my first podcast interview with you and you've uh you've made it a really wonderful experience so thank you awesome i appreciate that all right well have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon take care sounds good thank you Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.